The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Friday morning. I welcome to a end of the week edition of Analyze This here on your NPR station in the U.S. Virgin Islands, WTJX uh, FM 93.1 with yours truly, Neville James. We got a great show uh, lined up this morning. Uh, you know something? Let's get right to uh, the National Weather Service before we bring on our uh, 8 o'clock hour guests. Um, good morning. Uh, how are you? Hey, good morning. Good. Who am I speaking with? Ernesto Rodriguez. Ernesto Rodriguez. This is the first time, right? I, I think we talked like uh, two months ago or so. Two months ago? Okay, yeah. good, good. How's the weather in San Juan? Uh, it's a little bit showery uh, with an orderly flow, a few showers, but nothing, nothing major. Okay, what should we be expecting for the weekend here in the region? Yeah, pretty much the same. We, we got the northerly flow, north northeast flow that will bring some showers at time, mainly on and off, not not all the time. Uh, but the main impact will be the marine conditions. So we got a significant uh, north swell impacting the the region uh, during during today, and we'll continue through the weekend. Okay, good. Um, we got any Sahara dust in the region? What's that? Do we have any Sahara dust in the region right now? Uh, no. 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 Okay. No. Okay. Um, can we get a marine advisory for our boaters and our beachgoers, please? Yes. Uh, we got the high surf warning and coastal flood warning for all the northern coasts of the islands and also a small craft advisory for the mariners. So people at the coast uh, should expect uh, large breaking waves uh, today through the weekend. Uh, but also the mariners will see uh, seas up uh, in, in greater, greater than 10 feet. Okay, so um, got some In the Atlantic waters, mainly. We got some choppy waters here in the region right now, then? Yes. Okay. Um, what about uh, precipitation over the weekend? Uh, we'll be mainly passing showers. Uh, the northerly flow and the front passing by, it's uh, very fragmented. So we'll see... Uh, passing showers at times. Uh, the rainfall will be light to moderate with those showers. Uh, but uh, pretty typical for this time of the year. Uh, it's a little bit showery with northerly flows. Flow. Okay. All right, well, Mr. Rodriguez, thank you very much. Um, looks like a pretty uh, normal uh, yes. regional weekend for December this time of year. Yes, sir. Uh, one quick thing: yeah, the temperatures will will be near or below normal uh, for the high and minimum temperatures. Mainly with the northern flow, we should we usually have the uh, a little uh, normal or below normal temperatures. Oh, okay. okay. So, so this time a of little year. bit cooler. Not nothing like a winter in the states, but a little bit cooler for us. Okay, that's good. That's good to hear. And, okay. And and no humidity, zero humidity. Uh, no, with the showers, we'll see the, that the humidity is spiking uh, a little bit, but then uh, in between the showers, we'll see a little lower 
humidity. Lower humidity. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's good news. We'll have a good weekend. We'll get back with you guys on Monday. Okay, man. Thank Bye. you very much. That's Ernesto Rodriguez down for National Water Service. Sure, man. Appreciate that. Thanks a lot. Uh, down there in San Juan. And it uh, looks like a pretty normal December weekend here in the Virgin Islands. And uh, looking forward to it. Beautiful outside. And uh, that's, you know, show up from ever so often. Uh, keep the the country green, you know what I mean? You know, we're good for that. I'm seeing some serious wave action over here on the north side of the island, over in the Richmond area. So, uh, And I don't see the outline for for St. John, for Western St. John and Eastern St. Thomas. So, you know how it is. By the way, uh, some big political news up in the U.S. Senate. Democratic Senator Kristen Sinema, the controversial one from Arizona, she will be uh, now independent. She's changing her political affiliation, so she's moving from Democrat to independent. So I believe they got three independents now in the Senate. Angus King from Maine, Bernie Sanders from Vermont, both who caucus with the Democrats, and Kristen Sinema, who ran as a Democrat 2018 and um, uh, been somewhat controversial the first two years of the Biden administration. So uh, right now the Democratic number is 50. It depends on, and it, could, it could still be 51 depending on who she caucus with, but that's interesting. More more fodder for the table talk come Monday uh, as we figure out what's going on there. Anyway, um, our, our, our number one, um, we're going to, be talking with uh, the hold on there, make sure uh, wheelchair skills workshops and accessibility, and um, uh, Mr. Julia Henley, uh, Dr. Timmons, and and Don Peters, uh, who recently conducted uh, wheelchair uh, skills training class here on Saint Croix. As a matter of fact, Mr. Peters is on the line. Uh, good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing this beautiful day, sir? Yes, I'm doing well. I'm good. Glad to have you on, on the line. Um, I'm, as a long-time listener, I'm very honored to be on, sir. No, I appreciate that. Thank you very much, sir. Um, go ahead, introduce yourself, and, and tell us about um, wheelchair skills, workshops, and accessibility, and all that good stuff. Yes, sir. Um, my name is Don Peters. I uh, incurred a spinal cord injury back in 1996 uh, during my service in the military. And after um, I got out of the military, I moved up to Alaska, spent 12 years up in Alaska. And really, my thought process was I want the hardest place in America that I could get around in my wheelchair. That way, everywhere else is easy. And... The VA has a National Veterans Wheelchair Games that's annually. And one of their events is they call it the Slalom Course. Well, really, it's a, a wheelchair obstacle course designed for Marines is how I giggle about it. They had me climbing up two ladders that were at a 45-degree angle, and we climbed up six foot on our back wheels, and then... Just you name it, and obstacles, they were making us do it in the wheelchairs. And down here in St. Croix, I had many people that were kind of amazed that I was jumping up and down curbs and off of curbs and going through doors by myself. And I got asked, um, you know, to 
conduct a wheelchair skills clinic, and so we built a little obstacle course that wasn't quite marine style, but, you know, a little less, but still very difficult, and we conducted it last month over at the Leatherback Brewing Company. ADA uh, coordinator, Mr. Henley, Dr. Uh, Timmons from the university, um, Beeston um, Hill Physical Therapy were involved with it, and the Sports and Recs was involved. And I met our Sports and Recs commissioner while building over there in Frederickstead, the nice little park. And so that's kind of where we all got together and put it put this on and it went over so well that we would like to do it over in St. Thomas in March and have this kind of four times a year, make it an annual thing. Um, tell us some more about um, how uh, the workshop was received uh, and those who benefited from it. Um, well, our one of the young attorneys, uh, Ms. Carabo, here on island, she went through it when one of the first things that we train is just to get up on your back wheels and to balance on your back wheels, which allows you to go over obstacles. And when she came to the clinic in the beginning, it was very difficult for her to get up on her back wheels and balance. And when she left, she went through the whole course including jumping off um, of an eight-inch platform and landing it. She was able to go up some ramps that probably were about 45, 50 degrees. Um, I had set up a door on a a pallet, um, and it was kind of a crucian door that it was really hard to open and close, and I put the ramps really close to the door, kind of simulating what we have on island and she was able to successfully open the door by herself go through it and close the door behind her um so it was really well received the i had some able body individuals get into my spare wheelchairs and go through the course um including the commissioner for um Voc Rehab. Um, I'm, I apologize. I forget what department that is. But she was even able to get in and go through it. So it was really nice to see all the different agencies that came to understand what wheelchair users are going through on a daily basis getting a, getting around. That's, that, that, that's awesome. Um, what, what's your take on uh, where we are now uh, in providing... Um, resources for our disabled community? Um, ADA coordinator Mr. Henley and I have had some long discussions about that. One of the things that we really see as the need for is um, an adaptive driving instructor. So I have vehicles that have hand controls on it that I use the accelerator with my hand and I use the brakes with my hands. But there's not a driving instructor on island to teach our school children how to drive. And then we need to coordinate and get somebody on island that's trained that can install these hand controls in vehicles. 
So that way that they become more independent and able to get around. Um, we also, during our research and outreach, um, we discovered that there is school children that do not have wheelchairs that they're able to use. Now then the school system has chairs that they're able to use at the school, but after that, when they go home, they don't have proper equipment to allow them to be independent around the island. So I know that the Rotary years ago did a big push and organized getting some wheelchairs down to the kids uh, on island. But I was talking to the Rotaries again and going, I see the need for this to happen once again. Okay. Um, now, your relationship with Mr. Henley, who is good people out of St. Thomas. Yes. How is the, that? The, I, I think it's fabulous. Both of us sit in chairs. Both of us deal with pressure sores and the same issue. He drives as well. Him and I get along just fabulous, you know, but you put two people together that have similar situations, and normally they get along really well. So I'm constantly in communication with him. And we started working together because I found over in Greece um, this independent, uh, it's called C-Track. And it allows for wheelchair users to get in kind of a, a lounge chair. And this lounge chair is on tracks that goes out into the oceans. And so that the wheelchair user is able to get into this chair, push a button, go out into the ocean, swim off of the chair easily, carry a, 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 a surfboard with them or carry their scuba gear with them. Or like me, I want to go kayaking, so it would make it really easy for me to go out and just drag the kayak beside me and go out in the water. So because right now we have these beach chairs on islands, and those are extremely cumbersome to get in and out of once you're on the wa- in the water. And it takes other people to push you into the water. And myself, I get up on a horse by myself. I get up on my tractor by myself. I ride a motorcycle. I get onto it by myself. I'm extremely the mindset of we need to be as independent as possible without depending on others to go live our life to the fullest and have a wonderful quality of life. Tell us about your motorcycle riding. <laughs> I, I was the first individual that the VA bought a motorcycle for under the adaptive automobile grant. And I got one of those spiders that has the two wheels up front and we designed it where that my wheels pop off of my wheelchair and I slip them into the saddlebags and I have a holder on the back that I put my frame of my wheelchair right on the back of the motorcycle and take off. We had to move the brake from the floor pedal up to the handlebars, but that was pretty much the only modifications that needed to be done. 
And I came out of the mountains of northern New Mexico before I came down here. And, oh, I'd love riding through the mountains and those quick turns. <laughs> so... <laughs> no, I, I was gonna ask you because I hear that twang. I was I was gonna ask you where you where you from originally. Um, <laughs> Six countries ago, I originated from fifteen hundred acres of farmland in Oklahoma and northern Texas. Okay, okay. So, yeah, I'm I'm one of those uh, Native Americans that off the reservation and everything. So, oh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Any, yes, uh, I, don't, I, from, I don't want to say similarities, but what is it about uh, the Virgin Islands um, that, that makes you feel comfortable? Obviously, the weather is awesome, but it has to be some other attributes as well. It, it, it's the people. Wow. It really is the people. Mm-hmm. You you know, it's, it's just wonderful. You, up in Alaska, it was very similar that uh, we're used to natural disasters. We come together. We take care of each other. You know, if we see somebody on the side of the road, we're going to be kind and pull off and check to make sure everybody's okay. If they need help, we're going to check on them. Um, And that's really what it was is the people. And I will say that my better half, she's a former soldier as well, and she's getting better healthcare through the VA system down here in the Virgin Islands than she was getting up in New Mexico. Wow. Yeah, wow. That's, 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 that's good to hear. I mean, I would want for every veteran, regardless of where you're at, yeah. um, to get, to get the kind of attention, uh, you deserve. How long have you been living in the territory? Not long at all, sir. Comparatively. Um, just over a year. Okay. Okay. That's, that's interesting. So I, we know of, um, New Mexico, originally from Oklahoma, northern Texas. You said Alaska. Uh, you've been around. Um, including Panama, Indonesia, a little bit of everywhere. That's good. That's good. We'll take a break. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, we'll continue the conversation, talk more, some more about what we could do in the future um, to uh, assist our uh, disabled community here in the Virgin Islands. we got Don Peters on the line. We'll be back right after this. Of St. Croix, our mobile apps provide access to business accounts on the go, and our merchant card services accept credit and debit payments anywhere, anytime. Plus, the online banking platform means your bank is always open. Bank of St. Croix has two locations one in Gallows Bay at 340 773 8500, and one in Peter's Rest at 340 713 8500. During a busy day, it can be hard to make room for even one more thing. So it's a real plus that All Things Considered from NPR News is great for multitaskers. You can confidently add being well-informed to your to-do list and know that you will get it done. Whether you're cleaning out your junk drawer on a quick drive or something else, listen to All Things Considered every weekday afternoon. From 5 to 8 p.m. 
right here on WTJX FM 93.1. How many days do you think you listened to WTJX this year? Even for just a few minutes at a time? That time adds up. It helps to keep you informed. And your support, combined with that of other listeners, adds up to make a big difference. Before you turn the page on 2022, please be sure to donate to WTJX by calling 844-737-9842 or by heading to WTJX.org forward slash donate. Thank you from all of us here at WTJX FM. He said that black smoke was constantly coming out of the burn pits 24-7. And my reaction to it was like, wow, that doesn't sound very safe. wonder what that's about. And in my mind, I couldn't imagine at the time that type of system operating could potentially harm our service members. Journalism that seeks and reveals. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. And we are back here and analyze this. We're talking with Mr. Don Peters. He is a, a veteran and also uh, he on. Uh, Conducted, um, uh, let me make sure I say this correctly, uh, <clears throat> wheelchair skills training class here on St. Croix. When, when was this um, training, uh, Mr. Peters? Uh, November uh, 13th, 12th, November the 12th. My apologies, the day after Veterans Day. Uh, that was a Saturday then? Yes, sir. Okay. And um, you're hoping to, to have this be more frequent? Throughout the territory? That is correct. We're shooting for March to be over in St. Thomas mm-hmm. to have one. Okay. And like to do it kind of quarterly on both islands. This is a this is an all-day event, uh, training, or just half the day? How long did it take? It, it, about three hours is what we had scheduled, but the participants, it went on for a little over four hours. Mm-hmm. They just kept going. So, you know, I, I was setting it at three hours just for fatigue issues, mm-hmm. but they, they kept wanting to go. So I just, we just kept on going. No, that's, that's, so, that's awesome. Yeah. One, one of the other young ladies that was participating, um, she had difficulty going down multiple steps at a time. And so we worked where she was able to go down two steps consistently. Um, but, you know, I've, I think that I've done like 30 steps at one time going straight down. So it's, it's just all about technique and how you ride the stairs going down. Now, um, the ADA Act, that was what, 1990, 1989, somewhere around there? I, I think it was 92. 695 right in there that the president signed it okay okay because we had we had um the disabilities uh office here uh they were on the show um sometime in 90 or or 91 um and they were talking about um all that they've done because we had the disability center here in the virgin islands you familiar with you familiar with that yes sir yeah, yes, sir. I worked with them um, in with the organization. They helped getting the word out about it and everything. Okay. 
So that's 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 awesome. Is there anything else um you'd like to uh, enlighten the public on as it relates to um, potentially assisting our disabled uh, uh, community here in the Virgin Islands? Um, in adaptive sports, I think it is extremely important that we have adaptive sports competition and you know events going on on the islands for the kids um i'm really kind of focused on the kids right now it was adaptive sports that got what made me start to feel independent and become in sync with my body my injury and my mind um so i've i've professionally skied i've i've done the swimming competitions archery competitions um basketball um i blew my knee out playing wheelchair basketball i thought that was pretty funny yeah how, how, um, how, how did that work <laughs> Play, playing with a 21 year old that i skied with it was really rough and we ran into each other and i kind of sheared my knee wow. So, just, wow so but um yeah softball um they have wheelchair soccer you know they just really have a lot of adaptive sports puerto rico has a really good adaptive sports program, and I'd like to see it moving over here, that we're really getting everybody involved. A couple of months back, they had a wiffle ball um, event that one of the organizations from up in the States came down to teach everybody how to play wheelchair wiffle ball. This is in the Virgin Islands in Puerto Rico? Uh, This was in the Virgin Islands out east. Okay, okay. That's yeah, um, that, that but, good. By the yeah, way, that, that, that would be the thing is just sports. If we can get them into sports, the sports trains how to get around in the wheelchair on everyday life and builds confidence. Okay. I was looking it up uh, while we were speaking. The ADA Act was enacted in 1990. So it's been 32 years. Because um, like I said, we had them on. Um, when they had the 30th anniversary back in 2020. And uh, uh, we learned a lot. And um, and we can do more. So whenever we get an opportunity to, to, to talk about it, um, we'll jump at it and all that stuff. Um, if you were, if you were to talk with uh, a senator today and he, and he or she were to ask you, um, you know, what, what kind of legislation would you like us to look at to consider um, to provide even more support for our disabled community, what would that be? Equipment that allows independence. So the sea track, um, getting into the ocean, since we're surrounded by oceans, that would be an extreme benefit to our uh, Virgin Islanders. But it would also be something that could be used for um, the cruise lines that come by. So it would be a sell point for on, on that as well. But um, getting adaptive sports really going, those would be the two things that I would really look for funding and then the training for driving. You know, that's going to be a private entity, mm-hmm. but... 
having the legislators really pushing to get our children where they're able to drive that are utilizing mobility equipment. Has there, so has, that, has, that, has, has there been any, any um, you know, um, cost-benefit uh, analysis that you know in, in terms of what the dollar figure would be? Um, if, in fact, the legislature uh, or the, 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 the Senate or, or even the administration wanted to, um, you know, put some resources in place uh, to address, to address uh, what you're talking about? That would be a Mr. Henley question. Mr. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right in that regard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, uh, that one I'm not familiar with. That mm-hmm. would be a Mr. Henley question or Dr. Timmons question. Mm-hmm. There, that's kind of their side. I'm I'm more the trainer athlete. That that's how I would consider myself. Okay. okay. Um, I I I do research like you, you know, and I for 20 years I was in the nonprofit world and did research on veterans issues especially veterans and farming that was i left i retired from that program up in new mexico that we had many usda grants getting uh, veterans into adaptive farming so but down here on the island that would be a mr henley dr timmons question you're right you're right in that regard um so i'm looking here so um so october most recently in October, um, President Biden uh, declared October as National Disability Employment Awareness Month. And uh, um, I see that uh, throughout the year, there are a number of different areas for our disabled community um, that, are, that are recognized. Uh, there's a Braille Week. Um, let, me, let me look this up right here. Uh, there's a Disability Awareness Calendar, right? Mm-hmm. And um, there's World Sight Day. Um, it's pretty comprehensive. And, uh, yes, sir. And they did a wonderful job on the island getting all the employers out and bringing out potential employee, um, employees, getting them together that were in the disabled world. Yeah, yeah. I they, thought they did a job. Yeah, they, they got this... Uh, <laughs> uh, the Disabilities yeah, Awareness right. Calendar in January. They got Glaucoma Awareness Month uh, in February. Um, there's Rare Disease Day, February 28th or 29th, depending on World Cancer Day uh, in March. They have International Wheelchair Day, which is March 1st. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So there's a, there's a, there's a, a very deep calendar, a very comprehensive calendar. Uh, Color Blindness Awareness Day down in, uh, well, that's in the UK, down in September. World Cerebral Palsy Day, October 6th. In December, we had World AIDS Day. Uh, that was last week, Thursday. Uh, we have International Day of Persons with Disabilities on December the 3rd. Human Rights Day tomorrow. And uh, uh, on December 27th, International Day of uh, Epidemic Preparedness. So uh, every month, um, the disabilities uh, community is recognized um, with a day. Uh, so that's, 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 that's cool. I like that. Yes. And yeah. it, it is good, really good to have the awareness now that wasn't available in the past. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Mr. Peters, anything you wanted to say in closing? Um, it was great, uh, great conversation um, enlightening us about the things that you want to do and uh, that you're interested in, in adaptive sports uh, for those uh, who may be 
uh, impacted and disabled. That's that's that to me. That's that's noteworthy. Yes, sir. I I would pass out my email address uh, to be able if there's anybody in the community that wants to do some training, uh, wheelchair training, or help in the future. Yeah, go right ahead. Um, I if you wouldn't mind, I'd do that. Yeah, go ahead. Um, it's Polar Roller, like Polar Bear and Wheelchair Roller. So P O L A R R O L L E R at hotmail.com. At hotmail.com. Okay, we got that. And they can reach out to you, and, and, and then you all can work on logistics yep. and things of that nature to, to make it happen. Yes, sir. And if the legislators and all like that are interested in, you know, getting adaptive sports going, I know the commissioner is. So Commissioner White, he's fantastic. Yeah, we had him on so, last last week. He's he's cool. He's a friend of ours. So yes, he was. Yeah. He, he, so, in fact, he was a, but, he was a know, former he was a former professional basketball player. So he'd be very oh he'd, yeah yeah. So he's very receptive to to anything that would um, yeah you know yeah and, and I activity for, for those who live in the territory. Yeah, I, I being I tell him I'm taller than him. I'm just sitting down, but when I lay down, <laughs> that's when it counts. So. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Thank you very much, uh, Don Peters. A pleasure talking to you this morning, and continued success. Thank you. And and uh, you know, uh, being there for our disabled community, uh, anything that we could do uh, to help them, uh, we appreciate that. We 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 look forward to doing that. Uh, this particular medium, um, you know, that's that's the business we're into. So, um, feel free to reach out yeah. to our contacts, and uh, I look forward to talking uh, with Mr. Henley at some point down the road, and Dr. Timmons at UVA. Yes, sir. Well, thank you very much for having me on today, sir. You no, have a blessed day. No, nah, man, and thanks for thanks for living in the territory, man. We're a better territory with folks like yourself living here. That's awesome. Well, thank you. No, thank you, sir. Have a blessed. You too. That's Mr. Don Peters. Um, he is a wheelchair uh, skills uh, instructor, and we had on uh, a month ago, uh, tomorrow, uh, four weeks actually. Um, you know, we had a uh, uh, wheelchair, uh, wheelchair skills training class on St. Croix. And, uh, you know, whatever we could do. You know, I know um, during the election cycle, um, one of the forums that we always look always look forward to uh, was the, the VU said uh, uh, that uh, with Dr. Haptis, I think is that, that's, that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, and that, uh, that was always at UVI. With the disability center, and um, you know, we always look forward to them and seeing what we could do. We actually passed legislation um, to address them uh, for disabilities uh, living. That's the Virgin Islands University Center for Excellence in Deve- Developmental Disabilities, and uh, yeah, we we so look look forward to to going. That's one forum we definitely never wanted to miss, and it was nice to see those who were disabled. Uh, stepping up and uh, asking questions and uh, meet, meet friends. I know Senator Sean Michael Malone, uh, <clears throat> uh, he was an avid supporter. He would go over and beyond uh, in making sure that uh, our disability community uh, will look out for an uh, independent living, the late Miss um, McFarlane. Uh, we would look forward to, to talking with them as well. You could go to their page, um, VU said. Uh, dot com that's v i u c e 
www.virginislandsdd.com. Okay, Virgin Islands University Center for Excellence in Developmental Disabilities. V-I-U-C-E-D-D.com. And um, we talk about the School to Prison Pipeline Crime Reduction Symposium to give you a vision. And I got some nice photos here as well. You know, and we got a Facebook page there as well. You know, things like this, man. I, you know, they are. And then when you look at the the site map, the guy event calendar, you talk about the history, how you could donate, how you could be a volunteer, accessible housing, assistive technology, autism and development, disabilities research center, that's ADDRC, behavioral health sciences, clinical services, disaster preparedness and recovery. Definitely got to make sure that we, we're there for them. You know, under those circumstances, early intervention, employment, justice relations, uh, leadership education, in neurodevelopment and related uh, disabilities. That's LEND. Okay? Leadership education, neurodevelopment, disabilities. Yeah, that's LEND. Low interest loan program, research, uh, training and technical assistance and transportation. It really is a uh, an awesome page. So just go there to v, viewsaid.com. Uh, and uh, they had the 18th annual, what was this? Yeah, the 18th annual Voices That Count. Discussion centered on accessibility and improving the quality of life for people with disabilities in the Virgin Islands. And that was in October, on St. Croix, October 17th. And then, uh, that's a forum. That's the forum that they had uh, back in October. You know, same thing we're talking about. So, uh, what we'll do is, uh, you know, we'll take a break. Um, I promise one of my listeners we're going to play one of them Stanley songs. Uh, so, I'm going to send that to my DJ now. Uh, because they want me to want to hear one of them Stanley song for Christmas. So I can send that now. And hopefully we don't lose that. And I'll talk a little bit about yesterday's show, which was an awesome show. Uh, the Bush Tea Hour. Uh, took it to the next level with Dr. Cole and Rocky Labor. Be back right after this. graduated from high school in the U.S. Virgin Islands, don't be stuck with college debt. Create your future for free with Free Tuition Plus at UVI. With Free Tuition Plus, your tuition is covered. Plus, you can use additional financial aid to pay for room and board and other expenses. At the University of the Virgin Islands, you'll receive a world-class education with opportunities to study abroad and gain hands-on experience. Choose from 99 majors, minors, and certificates on campus and online. Visit www.uvi.edu and apply today. 1A is your place for daily conversation with thoughtful guests and listeners from around the country. Fridays are home to our news roundups, where we answer your questions about the biggest stories of the week. I'm Jen White. This year, we continue to celebrate your freedom to listen, weigh in, and share what you're curious about. And with your help, we'll get to the heart of the story together. 
Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. My name is Teresa Barber. I was in the United States Navy and I served overseas in the Middle East and Africa. Early on in my career, I had a commander that taught our suicide prevention training and the very next day he took his own life. 90% of suicide attempts involving a gun are fatal. My way of continuing my service is to help protect my community by being a responsible gun owner and by storing firearms safely. Store all your guns securely. Help stop suicide. Brought to you by N Family Fire and the Ad Council. Hi, it's Rachel Martin. Lately, I've been broadcasting Morning Edition live from my basement. When social distancing started, my colleague Rolando got on his bicycle and brought me all the equipment that I needed to work from home. Making public radio is totally a team effort. And if you're one of the listeners who donate to this NPR station, you're part of the team. Thank you. Together, we keep NPR on air. Please donate right now at WTJX.org. And we're back here and analyze this. I came to kind of abrupt stuff there. <laughs> anyway, we got Sal San Perry joining us uh, on the line. Big weekend, Sal San Perry. Felicidades. Igualmente. ¿Cómo está todo bien? Todo bien. Everything good with you? Sí, por ahora sí. Yeah, yeah. Especially since tomorrow is my last suffering day. <laughs> <laughs> or, I, I know on, on, on Sunday, Sunday you could sleep late. I'll be distressed. <laughs> yeah, I'll be unstressed. Yeah, we got this boat parade coming up. Yeah. By the way, before I go on to that, um, you were talking with somebody with disability. Yeah, this, yeah, Don Peters. Yeah. Right. I don't know if you know, but I am a, there's a, an organization called VI Council for Independent Living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, aware, I'm aware of that. Yeah. M- you mentioned, uh, yeah, Rosalind McFarlane. You know, she died. Yeah, she passed away. Yeah, Miss McFarlane. Yes, yeah, yeah, one of our mothers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have been on that board since nine, 1994, and I'm also vice president of that of that board. Okay. I work, I work with disabled people, and we do a lot of different things to help them out. And that's why we, I always put a tent uh, by the boardwalk there in order that they can come over and see. And we have a porta party, and uh, I was able to get enough funds this year to buy a big van. We, we can put three wheelchairs plus five more people and all of that. So that's... That's very nice. No, you're, you're to be oh commend, you're to be commended for that. We appreciate that. Yeah. But now tomorrow is the, finally the boat parade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, we will have about 20 boats, hopefully more. And um, we have the fireworks, of course. This fireworks, are, believe it or not, they were going to be even bigger than last year. Wow. But unlike the last 22 years that I've been doing this. We're going to have sound coordinated simulcast with a firework. So it's going to be tremendous. This equipment was brought down by one of the owners of Paratechnico, the largest uh, fireworks company in the United States. His name is, believe it or not, Michael J. Fox. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's his name. He yeah. said, whenever I'm renting, I, I make reservations for cars and hotels, I get upgrades. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's down here. And he brought this all this sound equipment to uh, to transmit it. So we're going to have speakers on the at the boardwalk, and anybody can turn on the radio. I'm not sure which station it is. It might be I-95. Not sure. 
And I think there might be three stations that you can listen to the sound coordinated with the fireworks. Wow. They're going to be awesome. Wow. We already put the barges in the water yesterday afternoon, so we can start this morning. They're out there putting all the racks. It's quite a lot of racks, about 170 of them. With the, uh, we're going to fire over 2,000 rockets. So it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. That's a big Everything thing. comes out good, and that... the weather uh, doesn't bother us. Yeah. I hope not. Yeah. They're talking about underground swells and all that, but we're going to have safety boats out there to help. Mm-hmm. But let's hope we, it, it comes through because there's going to be a lot of people out there. Yeah, the weather is perfect now. If we can get the weather that we have now, tomorrow, uh, what time does it start? Uh, what time are we six, looking at the fire? 630, 6.30, which yeah. is dark enough. The, the parade starts at 8 o'clock sharp. Mm-hmm. That firework goes off. The fireworks go off at 8 o'clock? 8 o'clock, that's the firework. The, and, the, and the boat parade starts at 6.30? 6 30. There's going to be a lot of people there. Yeah, man. So yeah. you need to come early, you know, maybe, I don't know, around 4, 4 30. There's going to be entertainment. There's going to be vendors, a lot of vendors. So, and the stores will all be open for, for your, your Christmas this is shopping a, the, and all the, that. So the, go shopping and then go and then watch the parade. <laughs> the Christians, the, the um, retailers, they're, they're a part of this, right? Yeah, well, they help out. They help they, out, they're yeah. They're going to be opened up, and we're going to have Mocha Jambis with Willa John. Okay. Yeah, but that's so, your, that's your, that's your guy. That's yeah, your that's well, your ace. I gotta thank Willard John and Tris Rhodes. You know, who I've been turning it over to them for the last three years. Well, last year we've been doing it, but the year before and this year, I'm doing a little less and less. I'm I'm getting too old to do this, and I want younger blood to do this. Well, you're not getting too old, but um, you know, you should we should have younger people. Uh, take up a greater, well, a greater, a greater load of the responsibility. Well, well I tell you what, somebody uh, told me the other day. Uh, he says, "You're too old to die young." <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing I've always said is, I was born and I was raised uh, to respect the elders. It's hard to find them. Yeah, for you, elders. Yeah, yeah, yeah but we. Um, that's that's in our blood, though. You know, we wouldn't want it any other way. We got to take care of the illness. You know? I feel good. You know, I'm still working. I still run my business. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah, man. We're going to celebrate 50 years next year in July 1st. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Tell, uh, you, and tell the public where you're originally from. Well, I came from Venezuela mm-hmm. to the States. And from there, my wife I learned English in Trinidad. So when I told her we're going to St. Croix, she said, where is that? I said, in the Caribbean. Said, oh, I love the Caribbean. Yeah. She told you, me about Calypso and all you, that. Yeah, you 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 were you lived in in Hialeah, right? At one point in Miami. Yes, in Hialeah. Yes. Yeah. Right, right the other side of the railroad. Yeah, in Hialeah. Yeah, the, yeah. How do you know that? Yeah, my kids were born in Hialeah. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, Susie and I, we went to school together. Well, she was in country there when I was in St. Dunstan. You know? Yeah, yeah. We came here in 1966. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I I I spent some days in Hialeah because you know I. I uh, the, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So, big so time. you know, so you, <laughs> oh, yeah. big time with flamingos. The flamingos, the flight of the flamingos. That's an everyday thing. Yeah, and, well, and, been, and it's yeah, interesting that for those who don't know about Hialeah, uh, Florida, it's actually an industrial part of Miami, right? And um, there's a there's a high high a high number of uh, Cuban population in the Hialeah area. Yep. And and but they got the most beautiful racetrack in America, the biggest parking lot in America for a racetrack. Uh, it's a, just a beautiful area, and uh, you know. So I, I had some fun there, and, and that's good. So I'm glad 
Glad that you <laughs> glad that you've been here. So wait a minute. Last year, uh, are you been here fifty six years? This year, uh, I've been. I, I came in nineteen sixty six. So I've been here fifty six. Fifty six years, man. Wow, man. Going, wow. going on fifty seven. So, so, so you you were, you were probably a little kid. When I, I, I was two. I was two years old then. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so Sal, Sal, you you's a Christian now. You ain't no Venezuelan now. You a Christian? Long time. Long time. <laughs> long time. <laughs> I like that. Donkey years. Donkey. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. So good to hear your voice, my song strong right. and and um, success tomorrow. Okay, have fun. Okay, okay thank, we we thank gonna play. Man. We gonna play. We gonna play a Stanley and, and a Ten Sleepless Nights and a James E. Now, so listen out for that and enjoy oh, enjoy, the quel, enjoy the quel, enjoy the enjoy the enjoy the music. Okay, thank we, you. We gonna play that thank now. You, you got it. I'm That's Sal San Perry. Um, he um big with the Fourth uh, of July. Yeah, you can hear it in the background already. The Fourth of July news. The Fourth of July. Uh, uh, fireworks down in the west, and of course, the um, the par- boat parade fireworks in Christian said, Enjoy this uh, classic Stanley. Good morning, Kendall Henry, Casey out of the west, Stanley Jacobs, Edgy. Um, oh god, jiggle like a jiggle like a jiggle like a jiggle like a yeah, oh yeah, I like that. <laughs> Greenbog, what going on? Shelly Shelter Bread, I'll lie you for Stanley. Thanks for um, you know, great music like this so that they are public appreciated. Enjoy.
yeah. Four coconut three sweet bread, two Kujan rum. Kujan rum, no? And even then, I like it. And we want two shots. Check out what I'm saying. That's classic. Outstanding intensity. Plus, the Gillows, go man in Bronco. What's going on? I ain't here for you in a while. Give me a card. Give me a text or something. Bronco, I ain't here for you in a while. That's all of Hendrix. Uh, Saxman, of course, Gilbert Hendrix. Tremendous bass, man. You hear that? Uh, jigger like a jigger like a jigger. <laughs> I don't know when this thing first came out in 1990. Me and my father, we used to hang out a lot then. And he, he tell me, this tape I got to play, Mike. He, he had a Mazda 929, I think it was, at the time. And uh, he said, this tape, this cassette, back then he used to be a cassette. He had no DVD and, 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 and CD and everything, a cassette. You check. That's like how the Jamaican and the pronunciation, no? Cassette. K-Y. <laughs> K-Y-A-S-S-E-T-E. Cassette. And he used to song sweet, man. You check, and he still swung sweet. Uh, today, <clears throat> like I said yesterday, we had a great, a great show uh, with some cool music from GMG, people that like that and all that stuff, and Stanley uh, as well. Uh, we didn't, we didn't play this one in a while, so I asked my DJ to to set up this one. We forget about a minute and a half of it, then we're gonna uh, take a break. Uh, but this is another classic. Me, 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 me. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Eh? We, go, we okay. We play when we come back, okay, but we got some guests coming. Up. Got some guests coming. Uh, for the top of the hour, so uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess so, but I, I don't know why I did I kind of uh, started the, the thing too late, so yeah, we could hold out for that. Go hold out for that. Definitely want to hear that that um, that classic there uh, to start the, the second hour, and then um, we got uh, uh, some good people coming uh, in hour number two. They're probably there uh, in the house uh, already. But speaking of which, uh, yesterday. You know, that, that hour, that Bushy hour there took on a life of its own yesterday. And um, we had a, a colloquial class with Kajal and all that stuff. And, you know, I, I could have never imagined that, you know, the way James E. pronounced it, that uh, it came from a cordial. You know what I mean? Like, of course, a cordial, everybody knows a little, uh, you know, after dinner drink. But I, I, you know, I never, you know, I never made that, that connection. I thought he was talking about something else, so... That was beautiful and uh, and all that stuff and the response that we got after the show, uh, what have you. So, that's pretty much what it is. Um, Brittany Griner is in Texas. For those of you, you know, she worked her way through the, through the Emirates and she landed in Texas. Um, you know, I saw a photo of that and she's dealing with going through the exams process and all that stuff. So, a lot of things going on uh, throughout the world and in particular here in the Western Hemisphere and all that stuff. So, we'll take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll kick that James to start the second hour and then we'll talk with our guests. Um, who's gonna enlighten us about some run-ins next week? Back right after this. Views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters.
Hi, I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! Democracy Now! features ideas and voices from some of the best minds of this generation and previous ones, including activists, muckrakers, visionaries, artists, risk takers, academics, and just folks, as in the most just folks who share a commitment to truth, democracy, justice, diversity, equality, and peace. Catch Democracy Now! at his new time, weekdays at 10 a.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen. For late nights writing English papers. For your teen's music taste. For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you. For the first time, they call you mom. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen, and you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council.